us lived up to our potential and managed our resources so well that we could provide for ourselves, our families, and our communities in a meaningful and substantial way. Join Step Right with Lynn, the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Here's Lynn Wedham, Certified Financial Planner and Managing Partner at Step Right Capital Planning. Hello. Welcome to Step Right with Lynn. I'm your host, Lynn Wadham. You're listening to A to Zen.fm. Our topic is retiring from what? With guest Bill Swartz. In the past, retirement may have been considered the end, the end of work, the end of productivity, the end of added value, and approaching the end of life. No wonder many avoid thinking about retirement. But what are the new realities? What has changed? What options are now available? How can you take control and design the retirement or unretirement lifestyle of your dreams? Uh, my guest, uh, Bill Swartz, was born and raised in Saskatchewan until he was 17. Bill was a child prodigy, winning his first coloring contest at five years of age. However, this early burst of fame was interrupted for 50 years as he pursued his education, earning his Doctor of Jurisprudence from the University of Toronto in 1966. Bill was admitted to the Law Society of Upper Canada in 1968 and moved to Cambridge where he has built a successful and respected law practice with Bob Pettit, Carly Hills and Mike Pass. For all of that, artistic genius was not to be suppressed. His smoldering interest in art was rekindled in 1997 when his wife Nancy suggested they take an art course together. Bill's tenacity took hold, and he has since pursued his artistic development with courses at the Ontario College of Art and Design, the Dundas Valley School of Art, the Homer Watson House and Gallery, and the Cambridge Library and Gallery, the Georgian Bay School of Art, the Southampton School of Art, the Fallbrook School of Art, and by attending artist workshops and painting trips in Canada, the United States, Mexico, and Europe. For inspiration, Bill has traveled in North America, South America, Europe, and and Eastern Europe. Bill has given workshops in Europe and in North America. His paintings uh, have been selected for numerous juried shows. They have been in numerous group and solo shows and exhibitions both in public and private galleries and in private collections throughout Europe and North America. Uh, Bill is represented by galleries throughout Canada. He continues to practice law with PSH Lawyers in Cambridge, Ontario. Good morning, Bill. Hello, Lynn. How's your day going so far? Well, after listening to that introduction, it's really picking up. (laughs) Makes you tired, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Geez, I wish I'd written that myself. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it sounds pretty good. (laughs) So... Bill, in 1997, um, your wife Nancy suggested that you take an art course together. Tell us what happened and what has it meant to you? (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of a turning point in my life, Lynn. Uh, Mm -hmm. As the world turns, that was a turning point in my life. Uh, Nancy came home one evening and she had a brochure from the Cambridge Library and Galleries. And she said, Bill, you know, uh, there's a drawing course offered here at the library, and I think I'd like to take it. Would you like to join me? Mm-hmm. I said, 
let, let me take a look at it. So I took a look at it and I said, geez, Nancy, there's a wine appreciation course here. I, I think I'd like to take that. <laughs> so she was, she was, she was kind of quiet. And during the night, I spent kind of a restless night. Uh-huh. And finally, I realized that, you know, when Nancy suggests something, it's usually right. So in the morning, I said, uh, uh, you know, maybe I'll take that drawing course with you. Uh-huh. So we we started that, and um, I just couldn't put down my pencil. I just loved it. And that was kind of an eight-week course, and I just went up and up and up, and I just continued another one the next spring, and then mm-hmm. another one the next fall, and uh, that just really took off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I know that it's not drawing that you do now. It's um, you're, you're painting. So how has your artistic career progressed from those early uh, those early drawing lessons? Well, Lynn, you can't paint if you can't draw. Okay, um, okay. That, that, I don't want this to be an art lesson, but uh, fundamentally you can't just paint. Okay. Uh, the underlying principle of any art is you've got to be able to draw. You apply the color on top of that. Mm-hmm. So what I did is um, I took probably two years of drawing courses and uh, just sketching and drawing outside, which which I still do. And then um, I uh, started with watercolors. Then I went to acrylic. Then I went to casein. And then I went to oil. And uh, primarily now I work when I travel with Cassin when I work in the studio with oil. Okay, okay. Um, so it has become a big part of your life with with all of the um, shows and and you know what you've created there as a um, as a way to. Um, Market, I guess you would say your paintings. What has, what does it all mean to you now that, that, um, you know, that you're this deep into your art? Well, you know, I a number of years ago, I think about two or three years ago, I <clears throat> had an exhibition, and um, during an exhibition, they always set up an artist talk, and. Um, one of the questions that I was asked to address is, why do you paint? Mm-hmm. And I, I looked at that and I thought, oh, geez, that's interesting. Why do I paint? Well, because I love it. Right. And then I realized, well, that's kind of a shallow answer. Um, you know, that, that doesn't say very much. So I started thinking about it. And I, <laughs> I realized over the course of my life, I've been a very creative person. In my practice of law, I've, you know, with clients, uh, you know, in partnership, not just uh, advising them as a lawyer, I've mm-hmm. gone everything from setting up subdivisions to opening a restaurant to um, a funeral parlor to a bookshop. Uh, I've done all kinds of things that I've always wanted to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I think what this this question, why do you paint, is it's given me a whole new area of creativity. Because every time I pick up a new canvas, 
it's something new. Mm-hmm. So that question that was asked, why do you paint, really it was answered by it being an outlet for the creativity with which I was hardwired. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, is, that too compl- that, is that too complicated no, an answer? No, no, that's an excellent answer because I think it. Um, I think a lot of people have things they always wanted to do that Absolutely. maybe they, which maybe they don't pursue because we get very tied up in making a living and a career, and sometimes we put off those things we really want to do um, for quite some time. Um, yeah, yeah. Lynn. Also, I think that many of us are not <clears throat> particularly attuned to what our drivers are, mm-hmm. and and you know, I think this often happens when we head towards retirement. We think of two things as men: we think of going on cruises and we think of playing golf. Right, and. Those are two big bugbears in my life, Uh, but but you've heard me about that. Um, I think that those are really cop-outs in life. You need to attune what really makes you function, and retirement, if you have to call it that, really gives you an opportunity to explore that. Right. Yes. Um, you know, the thing is, there are a lot of people who are passionate about going on cruises and are passionate about golf. You're telling me. Um, But, you know, it is really something to come to the realization, okay, and and I'm the same as you, I want a more active vacation. Um, A cruise is not what I want to do. And I've never played golf, so I... Like mine's a track, I, a track, I guess. Because yeah, right, right. I have to, I have to agree with you on those two things. And I've tried the cruising, um, because people love it so much, right? You, uh, you know, some some people that is what they want to do in retirement. But because someone else uh, loves it, doesn't mean that uh, doesn't mean that we all have to. And and I think you're right. We need to find those. Um, those things that really make, um, you know, that that really fulfill us, I guess. Um, and, uh, and, and so what does your retirement look like, I guess, is, is part of what we're looking at today. So do you look at it as having two career paths now? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And- what, what, what I do now is... Um, well, what I've had in the last 15 years is really, um, <laughs> if out of a 24-hour day you carve out eight hours of sleep, the other is kind of divided 16 hours mm. between the two. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, so do people ever ask you when you're going to retire? Well, they they back into it. And uh-huh. they back into it by looking at me and saying, well, are you still working? Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> of course, it's the same question. You, you know, you're still working. Of course, I'm working. I'm working at two jobs now. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's it's go go go. So so what what do you tell them at that point? You just ex- explain well, both. Um, 
Do you, do you explain both of your career paths? It, it kind of, again, I back into it, Lynn. You, you know, you can't offend people. So w- what I say as an answer to that question, the question being, are you still working, is, um, uh, well, I retired 15 years ago. Uh-huh. And that kind of makes them stop. And then I say, because 15 years ago, my partners and I decided that we would only work a four-day week. So we alternated um, with an off day. So my off day is Fridays. So Mm -hmm. I work Monday to Thursday. Um, When we started this 15 years ago, because my partner at that time, Bob, um, started singing. And Mm -hmm. uh, he, he started a group. He worked in a group. He had a wonderful time. So we both decided that what we would do is we would give one of the work days to our new avocation. Mm -hmm. So I spent my Fridays uh, painting. Bob spent his Mondays singing. Mm -hmm. Um, We found that when we went from a five day work day to a four day work day, our revenue increased. And wow, it it was really incredible to both of us. But I think at the end of the next couple of years, we looked back and said, you know what it did? It permitted us to become more productive with the time that we were spending at an office and more enjoyable, which made it more productive. Because work just expands to fill the time that you've allotted to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think another piece of it is if you can create options for your retirement, if if you can actually control your time so that you have the opportunity to work a shorter work week, to take, you know, three weeks off for a holiday if you want. If you can have that control, it allows you to still appreciate your work and you know and continue working where if you know if you feel that you have no control of your time that's when people are saying oh i can't wait till i retire we all have control of our time yeah that's a good point we all have control of our time I guess the ultimate control is that if I feel someone else is controlling me, I can quit and go work somewhere else. But that isn't yeah. that isn't always possible. It it okay. is, but I mean practical. But we can always with you know, we 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 all work what, eight, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours a day. Mm-hmm. We always have time that we call free time. What do we do with that time? Yeah. Yeah. If we're at tune with what we really feel we are as a person, we do that kind of thing. You love animals. You love mm-hmm. riding horses. That's yeah. what you do. And, you know, when I get my emails from you, every email has Lynn on a horse. <laughs> I know. Right. I know that's what fundamentally drives Lynn is her love of horses. That's right. Yeah. No, that's right. Um, we have to go for a short break now, and we'll when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about, um, you know, how 
the practice of law has fulfilled you and how the, the painting has fulfilled you. So we'll be right back after these messages. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Len focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Step Right with Lynn. I'm your host, Lynn Wedham. You're listening to a to zenfm Today, my guest is Bill Swartz from PSH Lawyers, and the title of our show today is Retire. From what? So, Bill, I you, you talk about, um, you know, how in the practice of law, you did a lot of creative things. You did things differently. Um, you're always willing to look at something new. Um, if the practice of law did not fulfill you, um, I don't believe you'd still be doing it. Um, but also, I think there's something in the painting that the practice of law does not fulfill, right? Because you talked about how, you know, by taking the time to be away from the office, you actually became more uh, productive. So what is it about law that that fulfills you, and what is it about uh, the painting that fulfills you? Yeah, good question, Lynn. Um, the the thing about law that fulfills me is that I don't ever, ever, ever think of myself as a technician. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let me give you an example. Someone comes in and says, um, you know, I um, need a will. Mm-hmm. Um, my first question to them is, do you? Why? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people don't really need wills as a primary way of distribution. They can register their assets jointly with a spouse or a child. They can can so arrange their circumstances that a will becomes absolutely secondary or tertiary. Mm -hmm. So my enjoyment in practicing law is to be creative with, the problems that people bring to you. Mm-hmm. So when I had all of my other businesses, the restaurant business, the subdivision, the land development, those were all areas that I was using to fulfill my creativity that the law practice couldn't. I wasn't faced mm-hmm. with enough problems. <laughs> the other thing is yeah. I've got an inexhaustible amount of energy, so you know that that maybe is part yeah. of it too. So 
When Nancy came to me in 1997 with the idea of drawing, this created a whole new area which in a block fulfilled all of my hardwired need to be creative. Because as I said, every time you pick up a sheet of paper, every time you mm-hmm. pick up a new canvas, every time you put a brush to a canvas, a pencil to a slate, you are creating something. Right, right. Um, and from that focus, being focused on one thing instead of so many different areas, I believe it's allowed you to build what you've built with the um, with the art as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. The the other thing is, Lynn, um, I, I know I'm not a good manager. I'm a good starter, but I'm not mm-hmm. a good manager. Um, so I've always had around me people who prefer to manage rather than to create. Okay. So it's, it's given me the freedom to be creative and not be burdened with all of the things that uh, are required to keep that, you know, on an ongoing basis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there's That's a, good, probably, a good lesson. There's a good lesson there for all of us too. Yeah, and that's probably more luck than. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but not really. You know, we we seek out what we need. We we fill the voids that we know aren't within us or that are within us that we need to fulfill. Yeah. So, Bill, why did you choose the title of this show to be Retire From What? Well, if life is enjoyable and we all have the opportunity and the ability to make it enjoyable, then from what are we retiring? Question mark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I love my practice of law. I love the creativity. I love the ability to interact with people. It keeps me plugged into the community. Why would I want to give that up? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. If I were an artist, primarily, and a lawyer, secondarily, if I enjoy creating the uh, composition, the introspection, the color, why would I want to give that up? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's relevant um, to this conversation to, to kind of think about how things have changed. Um, the old age security, which was Canada's first universal old age pension, began in 1952. Um and it paid $40 a month beginning at age 70, okay? So um, now uh, life expectancy in 1952 was 66 for a male and 71 for a female. So the old age pension started to pay at 70, but life expe- average life expectancy was 66 for a man and 71 for a woman. Now life expectancy today for a man is 79, and for a woman, it's 83. So do you think changing demographics, life expectancy, has, has created the opportunities um, that should be making us think differently about 
our traditional view of retirement at 65? It should, and I think it has. Mm-hmm. The, the, the reason it has is because there are 52,538 cruise ships in the world today. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. My point is, I think we can do better than a cruise ship. Uh-huh. I think by looking at ourselves with this new life expectancy that you know we've been given, what are we doing with that? Right. The older we get, the smarter we get. We may not have the nimbleness, mm. but we've got the maturity of looking at something and being mentors of 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 whatever line of work we're in why don't mm-hmm. we use that right yeah and and i think you know if if you look at a, a a person some people retire at age 55 so if they live to a good old age of 95 that's 40 years in retirement that's their so, whole working life yeah it's, yeah, you're right. It's like another. It's like another. Um, it's like another life for sure. Um, so I think we do want to be careful that that we retire and know what we want to be spending our time at 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 that point. Absolutely, and I think as human beings, we need to be constructive. We want to be able to continue to contribute to our community. Now, mm-hmm. most of us say, well, I'm doing that by contributing to my t- grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So I'm spending all of my time with my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yep. But I think we can do that as well as doing something for ourselves. Right. You know, a mother has a job and looks after kids. A father has a job and looks after kids. Why mm-hmm. is a grandparent hmm, only look after kids? Right, yeah. They can also do something. We can also do something that is fulfilling to the world at large, not just to our grandchildren. Yeah, yeah. I I know a lot of a lot of my clients um, when they retire, um, they say they don't know how they had that time to go to work. Cause they're so busy and active doing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which uh, which I think is great. So. Um, Bill, are some people forced to retire at 65 from the job that that they've done um, most of their life? Uh, sorry, what what's the question? Are, 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 they are there are, are yeah are some people oh, forced sure, sure, out sure, of their sure. job at 65 still? A- absolutely, yeah. And and in today's world where it's so youth oriented, um, companies give you an incentive to get out of work even earlier because they can retire. They can bring someone else in at a lesser wage. Um, than you're earning, so the incentive is for you to get out. So yeah, that's 65. There's there's not only in some cases, in many cases, a requirement, but there's also indeed a pressure to get mm-hmm. out of work earlier. Right. So we've got to right. we've got to be prepared for that. Right. What advice do you have for people um, to prepare for that um, for that eventuality? <laughs> Not a simple question. 
<laughs> I think you have to I think you have to look within yourself and see how you were created. Mm. That's kind of a simple explanation for something that's very, very difficult. But right. I think you have to know yourself. Now, that doesn't mean that you only sit down and meditate. It means you talk to other people that you trust, your spouse, your child, a career counselor, some mm -hmm. other kind of counselor that can give you advice as to what you could be doing. You know, mm -hmm. Nancy was Nancy did career counseling for a long time and one of the questions that she always asked her clients is if you had the opportunity today to do whatever you wanted to do, just free your mind, do today whatever you wanted to do, what would it be? Right. Yeah. So that leads back to knowing what your drivers are. You've you've talked. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, you, you talk about it in uh, being attuned to what we are as a person, but also your drivers. What things make you? Um, what give you? What gives you energy? What makes you happy? I guess yeah. are some of the um, some of the things that um, that we'd want to look for. Uh, and, you know and, what? And, it's, and, and, Sorry, Lynn, it can be as complicated as genetics. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I happen to come from a German background. My mother's Austrian. My father was German. So I had, you know, I had that. If if you go to Germany, Germans are very much different people from Italians, are much different from French, are much different from English. Mm -hmm. You know, why? It's a, there's a genetic component and there's also an everyday component. What has made us this way? Right, right. But those that's things need to be looked at. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So it's time for us to go for a break again. We'll do that. We'll have a quick break and uh, we'll come back to this conversation very soon. Good. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome 
Welcome back to our show today. This is Step Right with Lynn on A2Zen.fm. I'm Lynn Wedham, and I'm discussing a new retirement paradigm with our guest, Bill Swartz. Um, so, Bill, we've talked about knowing what our drivers are, knowing what we want to do, who we are as a person, what's going to make us happy, what's going to make us fulfilled. What kinds of options do you see as possibilities for people in this new retirement, this non-retirement that we're talking about? What kind of options do I see to people? Yeah, what kind of options? Well, I'm not thinking about it as much as an option, as a bunch of opportunities. Mm -hmm. You know, you, Mm -hmm. you, you, we were talking in the last segment about the uh, additional time we have with our life on Earth going from, you know, 10 years to 40 years. And we've talked about the question of having to give up an occupation earlier rather than later. So there's a whole opportunity of another lifetime. Mm-hmm. And it is another lifetime right. because I don't want to be a twenty-year-old again. <laughs> right. You know, I've gone, I've gone through those problems, and I'm happier today than I was. When I was searching <laughs> right. for myself in my in my twenties. So yes. I could, I could come on this new life, and I could do all kinds of things. I can open a restaurant in the Yukon. I've got some money in the bank. I've got the confidence that I didn't have at 20. I can do, I can do all kinds of things. The world is filled with opportunities in our second lifetime. Right. Yeah. Um, as we said in the and, 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 and Lynn. Yeah, I think the point I'm making is don't fritter it away. Right. You right. know, use it as an opportunity to do something meaningful. Don't fritter it away. Mhm. And I th- I think that takes some planning, right? It it takes knowing what it is you want to do with that time, but also planning so that the options are there, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well. Yeah. And, and and discussing it, discussing it with your spouse. Yeah. You know, yeah. what are we going to do with this second lifetime that God has hopefully given or is giving us? What are we doing mm-hmm. with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, even to consider things like a four-day work week or, um, you know what, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to step out of my role, but I would be there as a consultant or, um, you know, it's just to really consider the possibilities with an open mind, I guess, and not just to th- not just to think that, um, you know, that traditional way is the only way to go. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. We, we, we fall into the continuing pattern of our lifetime number one. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of embarking on a voyage of lifetime number two. Right. Right. Okay. Um, as we said in the introduction, um, this traditional view of retirement has been the end. 
um, the Japanese have a very different concept. And they do interpret it, like you have said, as a second life. Um, to the Japanese, it's a period of life when family responsibilities have changed and you can focus on your inner peace. It's a time to get closer to your soul, dispense your wisdom to benefit the younger generations. You mentioned something like that as being um, a mentor. Um, so I think you feel a connection to this idea that the Japanese have of this second life. A1, dead on. Lynn, the Japanese culture values age. They respect age. Our society, our culture worships youth. We mm-hmm. pick up a magazine. Do we see an older woman? Do we see an older man? Oh, yeah, maybe 40. Right. Uh, You know, our values are very, very different. I think looking at the Japanese model where they do look at age and respect age is where we really are. We need Mm -hmm. to do that. And we need to have confidence in ourselves when we reach the age when others in our society are rejecting us, we have worth. Mm. Wouldn't it Wouldn't it be even better that there wasn't that rejection? Oh, absolutely. But what are you going to do? You're going to turn the Queen Mary around uh, on the ocean <laughs> on a dime? <laughs> yeah, um, it, it it would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Christine's saying in in the chat room, what if we saw the being and not the body and valued that? I think Christine should be answering all the questions here because that's exactly <laughs> what I think I'm saying, and she said it in a nutshell. Yeah. 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 It, we, it would, we, it, yeah, we, we, we look... We, we value the body. Uh, Christine, you really said it well. We value yeah. the body in our society more than the being. And what we have to do as individuals is we need to bring that being to the fore. Right. So we need we need to reject what our what our society is um, pointing pointing us to and saying is so important. Yeah, I I think we're doing that in kind of odd ways already. You know, we're saying, uh, you know, uh, models need to have a certain body mass now. Well, they're Mm -hmm. doing that in France. Um, So somebody is recognizing that, geez, you know, maybe we've gone off the wheels a bit here with this body. Maybe we should go back to the being. Yeah, yeah. Um, So what is, you know, what advice... You know, if if there's something that people come away from the show as, um, as you know, the important advice, what do you want people really to understand and um, and think about um, from this discussion? I think, in a nutshell, Lynn, I want people to look at their second life as being exactly that. Mm-hmm. I want them to look at a change in their employment, whether it's forced or whether it's optional, as being an opportunity to do something as a new life. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Right. And, I mean, people might choose that that is going to be, uh, you know, spending time with their grandchildren, right? That I mean, some people are still going to say, well, you know what, that, that traditional view suits me fine. Um, I'm going to do the cruises and I've got time to be on the golf course or whatever those things are. Um, some people are going to choose that that is the right thing for them. Lynn, I'm not the guru on the mountain. I'm just giving you my opinion <laughs> and my view. <laughs> Here we thought you were. <laughs> Actually, I, I think I found that in my lifetime, more people disagree with me than agree. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, there back when you were talking about Christine in the chat room, she said, "Bill, you're so brilliant." <laughs> you should, you should, you should frame that right while we're agreeing with you. You should. <laughs> Wait till she, she gets the Dolby. Yeah, she says. She, Christine says, "We know you're the guru." <laughs> I wish. So you should. You should print that and frame it while we're while we are agreeing with you for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell us about uh, some of the things that are coming up with your, um, you know, with your artistic career. Are there some um, well and showings on the go? Yeah. Well, just you know, kind of the development of that life um, where I started drawing with pen and ink 15 years ago now I'm working on 5 foot by 6 foot uh, canvas oh. panels okay um, so you know as that little page in a notebook has expanded to a 5 foot by 6 foot panel um, right. that that's kind of how Everything has evolved. Um, you know, I now have seven galleries across Canada that represent my work from Charlottetown, PEI, to Victoria, BC. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it, it, it's fun. You know, it's really it, it just it's enjoyable to 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 try to get my work out into the world. Um, you know, I, I don't need the money, but when someone buys a picture from me, I just, I'm just elated. You know, I know how that shoe salesman feels when he sells a pair of shoes. It, it Hopefully it's an absolute joy for that person and not just, oh, well, it's another pair of shoes. With, you know, with mm-hmm. me, it's an absolute joy when somebody um, you know, wants a piece of my art. I... I I remember, remember, people often say this to me even today, how can you part with that piece? And Mm -hmm. my answer is, you know, when I started painting, I had great difficulty because I felt that that piece of work was like a pet. Mm -hmm. Today, Today, I feel like I'm a breeder. (laughs) <laughs> and my whole you want to emphasis, place them in the right home now exactly dead on yeah. my whole emphasis yeah. is I want my pets to find a good home because yeah. I know there are more pets in the works right right um, so from a marketing perspective how did you get to the point um, from the time when you were you know making some sketches to the point where you're um, 
in seven galleries across Canada. Like how did <laughs> how did that happen? Uh, uh, a long word that starts with T, and that's tenacity. <laughs> um, it is very very difficult to get into a gallery. Number one, okay. because everybody is an artist, so you know, like everybody likes to cook. So mm -hmm. everybody's an artist. And number two is there aren't very many buyers of original art. You know, if you want to decorate your living room, you probably go to HomeSense. Mm -hmm. You don't think that you're going to buy an original piece of art. So mm, we right. here in North America don't value art. We value decoration, but we don't value art. So to get into a gallery, I probably have sent 500, 600 applications to galleries across Canada. Wow. Wow. E easily, yeah. easily, easily. And yeah. then you've got to work with, with the people because they have to make a living. Uh, it, it's not easy. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but certainly a lesson in that for our listeners as well, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, nothing comes easy in the second life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or in any life, I guess. <laughs> Actually, yeah, things didn't come that easy in the first life either, did they? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think we knew how hard it was when we were 20, though. It just seemed to be... We were doing what we were doing what we were doing. That's all, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we didn't know any better. Today we have that maturity, and we say, "Oh my God, what am I doing here?" But yeah. but it's fun. It's fun. If it isn't fun, you don't do it. That's right. That's right. We're going to go to another quick break, and when we come back, we're going to uh, um, talk a little bit more about where people can see your work and. Um, uh, you know about your website we'll get that uh, we'll put that out there when we come back from this break good is there a contribution that you dream of making in society planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate step right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S., 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Hello again, this is Lynn Wedham. The show is Step Right with Lynn, and we're on A2Zen.fm. Our guest today is Bill Swartz from PSH Lawyers in Cambridge, Ontario. Um, we've been talking about 
Bill's two careers as he moves forward. Um, Bill, I know that there's um, in the city of Cambridge, there's a studio tour that's coming up. Um, tell us about that one. Yeah, the studio tour is um, <clears throat> not this weekend. It's next weekend, Saturday the 26th and Sunday the 27th. And um, it's a great tour. Um, this is uh, oh, 15th or 16th year for it. A lot of artists. And um, it's just kind of fun to go to the different studios or to a couple of studios and see what kind of hotbed of art we really have here in Cambridge. Mm -hmm. um, I'm at 11 Thorn Street. Um, Thorn is in uh, uh, the plant with an E at the end. Um, and mm -hmm. uh, I call my studio the Kirkwood Wagner Gallery, and that's also my website. If you want to go to my website, it's kirkwoodwagnergallery.com. And um, you can also get to it if you just Google my name, Bill Schwartz. Remember, Schwartz doesn't have a T in it, S-C-H-W-A-R-Z. And, uh, and you know I what? I've, I I figured out how to remember that now, because well, tell when me. you go to when you go to write sports, you always tend to put that T in there because you know it's it's common name with the T in it as well. But Bob Pettit got all the T's, so there you didn't get one. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> because because Bob Pettit is is two T's <laughs> at, in the middle and two T's at the end. <laughs> That's right. So I figured out how to remember how to spell Bob Pettit's name. And how to spell your name. Boy, you're clever. Gee, <laughs> yes, clever. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> or I, I'm finding a way around where I'm not clever. <laughs> Lynn, this valuable radio time, does anybody really care what you just said? Um, yeah, because it gave us a laugh. Okay. It, was it, was, it was important to me to have my laugh for today. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. <laughs> so, uh, the Cambridge Studio Tour, um, how can people learn more about that? Uh, just Google uh, Cambridge Studio Tour. Uh, there are also brochures um, all around town, uh, but just, just remember, come downtown. The um, downtown on that Saturday, Sunday, we'll have signs all over. Yeah, um, and it'd be a great time for somebody to come to Cambridge, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, and the, to, uh, Lynn, the the other opportunity that people might really like is the McMichael Art Gallery in Kleinberg has their twenty mm fifth -hmm. anniversary show and sale on October the twenty third, twenty fourth, and twenty fifth, mm -hmm. and um, I've been juried into that show, and that's going to be a lot of fun. There are going to be 50 artists in the McMichael Gallery um, in Kleinberg. And again, if you Google McMichael Art Gallery and then uh, 25th Anniversary Show and Sale, and that'll get you there. Great, great, yeah. Um, your studio in Cambridge, is it open at other times to see your work? 
Um, no, not really. Um, okay. The way to get to my work is through me, and you just phone me at uh, 519-616-2450. And, uh, in fact, <laughs> uh, you know, part of the planning in my second life is we built a house right next to our office. So our house is also my studio and Nancy's workplace. Uh, so we work on the ground floor and we eat and sleep on the upper floor. And it's quite a delightful place in itself. So it's yeah. worthwhile seeing. Um, but if you go to 11 Thorn Street, and if it's not open, if you uh, call me at 616-2450, I'm right across the street or wherever I am. And I'll be there. Yeah. And and again that 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 whole um setup took some planning, right? Some some kind of thinking outside the box to create what you've created there as well. Very much so. Yeah. That that mm-hmm. that that was major. Yeah. Yeah. Because we see we lived on Main Street in Galt for 37 years in an old Victorian house. It, it was a beautiful place. Beautiful, beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I said to Nancy you know, I guess I didn't think about this until now. That was part of my second life, too. This was about mm-hmm. 10 years ago. I said to Nancy, you know, I don't want to die in this place. I love it, but I don't want to die in it. I want something new. So mm-hmm. we built this, um, you know, glass uh, glass and block place right downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was it, never it, it's done It's beautiful before. and it's quite unique, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But that's part of the planning. That you know, that's, that's part right. of taking hold of your second life. Yeah, and and uh and giving it some thought. Well, thank you so much uh for being with us, taking the time uh to share your nuggets of wisdom today. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh it's uh, been a very interesting conversation, I believe. So, thanks so much. Uh, for being with Linda, us. It's, be, it's been an absolute delight for me. Thank you very much for even asking for my sublime thoughts. <laughs> You're very welcome. It's been great. Um, so remember, this is Lynn Wedham. The show is Step Right with Lynn. Until next time, take the right step towards yourself, your family, and your community. Thank you for choosing Bye to for listen now. to Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham will return next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Remember to celebrate your wealth by doing something for yourself, your family, and your community. Until next time.